You're listening to the Party in My Plants podcast, and you're about to hear how I pimped my wedding, meaning how I added lots of plants to it, and also how I made it so uniquely mine, YSRs, and even more, how I didn't let my healthy habits compromise my happiness, nor let the happiness of my wedding drive me away from my health. Welcome to the Party in My Plants podcast, where I make healthy living as fun as a party so you'll, you know, actually want to do it and then actually feel, look, and live your best. I'm your host, Talia Pollock. Now let's get this party started. This episode is enthusiastically sponsored by a product I couldn't swear by more if I tried. Four Sigmatic Mushrooms. I didn't say swear about more. I said swear by. I couldn't swear by the magic of mushrooms more if I tried. I originally tried a packet of Four Sigmatic Mushroom Tea in a glass of hot water because, well, I was gifted a free single packet of Four Sigmatic Mushroom Tea by a friend. I had no idea what it did or what was going to happen to me. And I was skeptical because this whole mushroom thing is trendy right now. And I'm always skeptical of trendy things. Read, I avoid trendy things to not be trendy. You know what I mean? But anyway, I drank the shrooms and I felt truly awesome. It's hard to explain. I just felt more awesome than before I drank it. Since then, I've ordered it and consumed about two packets of shrooms a day and I can't get enough. I am telling you, these mushrooms are magic. Although they don't make me hallucinate in a bathtub like my ex-boyfriend's famous magic mushroom experience, which honestly, he seemed way too proud of in hindsight. But hear this, I wasn't hallucinating the magical effects of these shrooms. They are ultra scientifically proven to boost immunity and gut health. Yes, please. And thank you. And the four different shrooms that Four Sigmatic uses most, hence the four in Four Sigmatic. Eh? I just got that too. Well, like three minutes ago. But they all do different epic things for your body. Rishi helps you relax. Cordyceps give you non-caffeinated energy for sports and stuff. Lion's mane, which does not come from my lion's mane, boosts your brain. That one's easy to remember. And chaga is, yeah, yeah, good for immunity issues, like when you're traveling or feeling run down and or both. Okay, enough blabbering from me. I just finished a mushroom matcha latte. Oh, yeah, Four Sigmatic has mushroom matcha powder. If I could just stop blabbering for a damn second, I could tell you that because you listen to this podcast, thank you for that, you can save 15% off any and all Four Sigmatic shroom stuff you want to buy off their site, Four Sigmatic, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com using code PARTYINMYPLANTS to save that 15%, baby. Man, maybe I had way too much mushroom matcha. Okay, onward to the show. What's up, my friend? How are you doing? It has been way too long since I reported to you via my microphone, and I am missing you like Joey missed pizza when he was in London for Ross and Emily's wedding. Oh my God, remember when Ross said the wrong name at his wedding? Well, the reason it's been too long since I reported to you from my microphone is because I just got married one month ago. And no joke, I was so nervous about saying the wrong name at my wedding. No specific wrong name, mind you. I'm not like fostering any old feels for any exes. But I've seen Ross say the wrong name at his wedding probably a good 
148 times. So it became a legitimate fear for me. But good news, I said the right name. Jesse and I got married and it was pretty rad. Pretty, pretty rad. As per usual, I've been impressively procrastinating on putting together this episode. I brought my laptop on our honeymoon for the single sole purpose, single sole purpose, that's a little redundant, of getting struck in Africa, not by a lion, but by some strokes of inspiration to write this wedding recap episode. And no strikes by lions nor by inspiration ever hit. I'm not even struck by anything right now, but deadlines can work wonders, my friend. And the idea of maybe inspiring someone like yourself to not hinder your health around a big stressful life event, nor compromise your happiness around a big stressful life event is an exciting enough idea to push myself through inspirationlessness. Because that's what I did with flying colors around our entire festive wedding month. And I'm proud AF about it. Let me tell you this. Growing up, I never had a vision for my wedding. I had no clue what my eventual day would look like, what I would wear, what my flowers would be. Literally, no thought of my wedding day really ever crossed my mind growing up. The only time it ever popped into my head was when I was a senior in college like eight years ago. Let me clarify. A sick senior in college. I was living with debilitating digestive issues, enormous anxiety struggles, a pathetic immune system, and depression out the wazoo. Every aspect of my life was a struggle. I felt sick every second. My confidence was in the shitter, unlike my bowel movements because my body apparently forgot how to poop. And so naturally, I had a hard time being social in school. Things had gotten so bad that I actually enrolled myself in multiple online classes that I would take from my on-campus apartment just so I didn't have to leave my bed and socialize. This is not an exaggeration. So I specifically remember the only time my future someday wedding ever popped into my head prior to Jesse popping the question. Okay, you know we planned our wedding before he popped the question, right? Oh, you didn't know? Okay, then go back and listen to episode number 53. But I remember sitting in college that day with my laptop on my belly open to the online coursework. I would use the warmth of my laptop to actually like serve as a heating pad to try to soothe my fucked up stomach. Excuse my French. That was a little life hack that I had been doing. And all of a sudden, I had this image of me walking down the aisle. The aisle was blurry, as was the groom at the end. I think I had a really hideous dress on in my mental picture, though. And I remember seeing my stomach hurting on that day. I mean, not seeing my stomach, but seeing myself in pain on that day. I remember flashing to moments before walking down the aisle, being in so much pain that I was stressed about even doing the ceremony. I remember thinking, Oh my God, what if I'm so bloated on my wedding day that I can't comfortably fit into my dress? That was a serious struggle since at the time I owned three sizes of clothes to fit whatever level of bloated Talia decided to show up on any given day. In this moment, I full-on dreaded my eventual wedding, knowing that I would never get to enjoy it because I felt like such crap. Well, it's amazing what partying and one's plants can do for one, huh? On my wedding day last month, I can honestly say that I felt and looked like the best 
whatever version of myself. If you want to listen to episode number 59, when I talk about choosing to be the best version of yourself versus struggling to shed for the wed, go listen, episode 59. But I did it, my friend. I succeeded at that. Oh, and sorry if this is TMI, but I legit had a bowel movement four minutes before walking down the aisle, which was super interesting in my dress, but also one of the proudest moments of my life. (laughs) So I just wanted to, A, publicly comfort you if you feel like you're destined to feel like crap forever. Not so. I want to be publicly pat myself on the back for single-handedly turning my literal and metaphorical frown upside down and see, share some things I did around, during, and after our wedding festivities to stay on brand with party in my plants, which really means to stay true to myself. I hope you know. To that point, I really feel like my wedding was the climax of my coming-of-age movie, like the montage scene that plays over the indie music. Even though I personally despise coming-of-age movies, by the way, won't watch them, I refuse, Stand By Me, Breakfast Club, Perks of Being a Wallflower, 16 Handles, I mean 16 Candles, nope. Not for me. Anyway, people have always said that stuff about your wedding being the best day of your life. And I've always believed that was boo hockey, which it still is. Please manage your expectations, friends. It's a great day, but let's not let make it the pinnacle moment of our entire lives. But nobody prepared me for my wedding and its surrounding festivities to be an equivalently transformative experience as a Tony Robbins convention, I'm guessing. And no hot coals, but damn, those high heels. All the work I've done over the past eight years that I preach to you all the time, learning how to eat plants in a non-sucky way, owning your healthy ways, owning yourself and your unique ways, not stressing about your healthy habits, making doing the healthy stuff as whatevs, as brushing your teeth as whatevs, eating more plants than you do crap, sweating on purpose, ideally daily, All these philosophies led me to be a bride beyond my wildest dreams. Seriously, you heard about my nightmare. (laughs) So let's dive into some specific things I did, shall I? Okay, wait, one more big thing. I feel like my wedding festivities proved to me once and for all that having the confidence to boldly be yourself is equally as nourishing as green juice. Said differently, I believe that lacking the confidence to boldly be yourself in life, living in fear of letting your freak flag fly, is as toxic for you as Wonder Bread with a Twix stuffed in the middle and a hot dog with a beer on the side. Since my wedding, my mission and mojo has shifted slightly from primarily wanting to help you happily eat more plants to also really wanting to help you confidently own every single part of who you are and boldly show up as yourself in this life. Let's call it vitamin B yourself. And I think it's a very important nutrient, an essential nutrient, might I say, that we all need to function at our best. So here's how I got my source of vitamin B yourself through some of my wedding festivities. First, I subbed a traditional bachelorette party for a weekend glamping with my best friend, the one who thinks Skittles are fruit, and my sister. A glamperette just felt most me. 
We went to the beautiful Hudson Valley in upstate New York and we supped. We got massages at a yoga studio. I still don't like yoga, but I don't mind when they have a massage business in the studio. We went for runs. Well, I did. We ate lots of farm-to-table food, drank a little fermented grapes, used Hugh Kitchen's organic dark chocolate in place of Hershey's milk chocolate, crapola, and s'mores, and immersed ourselves in nature, nature, nature. I knew in my guts that having a regular bachelorette party didn't feel right to me, even though I wanted it to feel right for me because we all want to be normal, you know, don't we? But after fighting with myself and trying to convince myself that, yeah, Def, you'd love to do a drunken bachelorette party like you're supposed to. I just went with my gut that it wasn't my cup of tea. And at the last hour, literally like six weeks before our wedding, booked the glamperette, which was truly perfect for me. Another thing we did to, you know, add some vitamin B yourself or be ourself into the wedding mix is that we subbed a traditional rehearsal dinner for a rehearsal weekend. Best decision of our lives. Well, up there. What really happened was we couldn't decide between New York City or Nantucket, our favorite place on earth, to get married. If you don't know, Nantucket is a tiny island off the coast of Cape Cod in Massachusetts that you can only get to by ferry boat or a small airplane. It's remote, it's expensive, and it's not Uberable. Thus, we knew it would be challenging for a lot of family and friends to get to, so we didn't want to have our entire wedding there. But I would be damned if I didn't have some wedding festivity on my favorite place on the planet. So what we decided to do is take the knowledge that we had about how expensive a rehearsal dinner is, it's like a mini wedding, people, and knock that off our itinerary and allocate all that money to hosting our 30 closest friends and family on Antarctica for the long weekend right before our wedding. So we rented a house on the beach, blasted music, partied with so many delicious plants. Shout out to Lemon Press on Nantucket for providing most of those delicious plants and had the weekend of our lives. And then we didn't even have to cry when it was over because our wedding was later that week. The rehearsal weekend was a perfect invention for us and an obvious way in which we got a large dose of vitamin B yourself or be ourselves. Also, I must note that the amount of Simple Mills cookies, Chi-Tee's kombucha, Lara and Health Warrior and RX bars, four Sigmatic coffee and chai packets that we had were off the chain. And of course, I stuck to making my morning protein pancakes with Sun Warrior after drinking my morning apple cider vinegar drink with my amazing grass and going for a run, even through all these festivities. Oh, and we, while we were there, discovered Zevia. Stevia, basically with a Z instead of the ST, which is Stevia sweetened sodas. They were our mixers of choice for the weekend, for the partying, and they were awesome. So highly recommend the Zevia. Okay, so let's shift gears here. As you know, if you've heard episode number 59, no deliberate wedding shedding went down for me. Instead, my focus for the wedding really became on just becoming the best possible version of myself, confident as a mofo and energized as F. That's really it. I really believe that weight loss goals or body transformations for a wedding or for a Wednesday shouldn't be measured on a scale or via a pant size or a wedding dress size. The whole goal ought to simply be measured by how happy, confident, proud, and energetic you feel, which unfortunately doesn't have a battery-operated device to calculate your progress, but just go with your gut to gauge. 
So ultimately, I believe that having a good body image is simply just feeling like your best self. And for me, some things that I wanted to feel was super strong. I wanted to feel really, really fit. I wanted to have abs, yo. So here are some choices that I made every single day that locked in myself as my best self. Number one, I cut out alcohol. This was low-hanging fruit. Pulling a full CEO to casual drinks ain't no thing for me, and it makes a huge impact on my body, my sleep, my mood, and my energy. So the last two months before my wedding, I had zero alcohol, and I think it made a huge difference. Number two, I supplemented with BCAAs. BCAAs, or branched chain amino acids, are what your body turns for for fuel when your glycogen stores run low during a very hard workout, mainly like strength and interval training kind of workouts. The thing is, our bodies cannot produce BCAAs on their own, so we got to get them from our diet. Their forte is helping our bodies recover way faster from workouts. Like they help repair and reduce muscle soreness after exercise, which is clutch in staying consistent with workouts. And they also help build muscles. But also some studies have found that the BCAA leucine specifically, specifically might help you feel more full by improving sensitivity to the hunger hormone leptin. And other research indicates that leucine could help promote fat burning and balance your blood sugars. I'm just saying. The thing is, BCAAs are mostly found in meat and in chicken, which this chick doesn't eat. So I was getting nada BCAAs. So I found a clean BCAA supplement powder to add to my waters when I was pumping those weights. And Whole Foods also sells a supplement you can swallow, which I use from time to time too. Listen, my trainer Kelvin suggested I give them a go like six months ago, and I noticed right away, right away, an incredible like vanishing of my muscles feeling completely dead after a workout, as well as Atalia feeling completely run down hours after an encounter with kettlebells. And whether placebo or real, I do think they help me not eat everything but the kitchen sink after a workout, which can be a thing that sometimes happens to me. So I'm no expert in BCAAs, but I dig them, and I think they really helped with the the lean and fit thing before the wedding, and I'm still taking them. I love them. Okay, totally changing pages here. During the weeks and months leading up to the wedding, I had chocolate every night in some form. You know, the weeks leading up to your wedding isn't exactly known as a time to indulge, but I made it a damn point, dare I say a priority, to have some chocolate yumminess every night. Why? Because I knew that just allowing myself to indulge daily a little bit at night would reduce any rebellious big indulges at any point. And chocolate makes me happy. And being happy is part of being your best self. So I'd either have a square or two of Hugh Kitchen chocolate, a packet of Four Sigmatic's mushroom cacao mix with almond milk and a small stevia, or a kitty cup of vegan chocolate ice cream from Oddfellows, which is a handmade ice cream spot down the street from us here in Williamsburg. Shoto. I think they also have at least one Manhattan location. And actually, we had them come to our wedding. They set up an adorable ice cream station at our wedding, and their vegan chocolate ice cream was a talk of the party. Okay, one of the talks of the party. But yeah, anyway, chocolate every day was awesome, and I highly recommend that. On the topic of indulging or whatevs, I 
actually cut out all nuts and all nut butters in the couple months leading up to the wedding. Again, like the alcohol, this is low-hanging fruit for me. I find eating nut butter elicits eating more nut butter. I also find that nut buttering is a way of life, at least for me. It's an all-or-nothing situation. Either I'm going there, smearing that caloric decadence on anything that makes remotely any sense, or I'm keeping the jar locked. It's very hard for me to halfway spread on things that make sense. And while nut butter is healthy or not at all unhealthy, really, it's extremely high in calories per drizzle and hard to keep the portion of lizzle. So it was easier for me to just say, not a nuts for the last couple months before the wedding. And I'm back on the nuts now, in case you're wondering. I also tried to eat until I wasn't hungry versus eating till I was stuffed. Let's say that again. During this time and now moving forward because I've learned this finally at age 29 in my life, I mastered eating until I wasn't hungry anymore. Okay, cool. I guess I'm not hungry. I ate enough. I feel good. I'm full. I'm energized versus eating till I'm stuffed, which is up until this year of my life, 29 years, uh, my way of eating. You know, I'd, I'd clear the plates. I'd get seconds. I would not be done until I was uh, needing to lie on the couch. But during this time, I just, when I was eating, I would pause and I'd say, oh, I think that's enough. I think I'm full. I don't think any more. And it was amazing. And it worked wonders. And now I call it eating like a bird. I don't know why I call it that, but I think birds might eat like that? I don't know. That's not what I witnessed in Africa on the safari. But anyway, eating till I was hungry versus not eating till I was stuffed made a huge difference in my digestion and maybe my dress size just a little bit without any pain or deprivation. Pretty sweet. Okay, along those lines, kind of, I paid very close attention to my stress in the weeks and months leading up to my wedding. Stress management really became my number one priority. And that's because, well, it should always really be this way, but particularly leading up to this big life event, because the consequence of stress could really destroy my ability to enjoy this really big life event. As I'm sure we've covered and will likely cover in future episodes, stress is the number one cause of my digestive issues. I feel any and all stressful emotions in my gut, and then I feel like crap. And that's why, as I've spoken about before, back in the day when I was figuring this all out, I would eat an apple one day, it wouldn't hurt my stomach. I'd eat an apple the next day, it would hurt my stomach. And at the time, I would blame the apple. What the hell, apple? Like, maybe this one's less organic or less local or, ooh, maybe it was a little bigger. Ah, whatever. No, it wasn't the freaking apple. The apples were the same. What was different in the fact that one apple hurt my stomach one day and the same apple hurt my stomach the next day? Me. I was different. The apples are the same. I was different. My stress was different. So learning that changed everything in terms of how I think about my gut and stress and all that. Stress also compromises our body's immune systems. And that was not something I wanted to compromise when I needed my body to be strong to handle the extra doses of excitement. And stress leads to stress eating. It leads to being unhappy. It leads to everything opposite of being oneself. So monitoring and managing and alleviating my stress was my main squeeze around that time. So one way I did that was having daily harvest cups on hand, well, in my freezer's hands, for eating emergencies. And eating emergencies did happen. A lot. 
So what I'm trying to say is I consumed a lot of daily harvest smoothies, soups, and harvest bowls, veggie bowls, during this period of time. And just in general, but my consumption definitely went up during this period of time. Because daily harvest makes it so easy. And no, this is not an ad for them, but to be honest, it kind of is an ad for them because if you do want to try getting Daily Harvest, you can go to daily-harvest.com. And if you use code PARTYINMYPLANTS at checkout, you'll get three cups for free on your first ever order with them. So yay. But Daily Harvest really does make it so easy because they send you pre-portioned cups that you keep in your freezer and then you either dump the contents of a cup in a blender and blend it into a perfect smoothie or you heat up the contents in a pot or pan on your stove to make a stellar soup or plant bowl. Either way, big stress reducer in our household. I also upped my acupuncture in the last few months before my wedding. Getting those needles in my meridians were a significant part of my surviving the cray-cray wedding process. Acupuncture is my first destination when I need to boost my immunity, up my digestion, alleviate anxiety, or just pump my brakes and take a nap expensive now. I usually get some puncture about once a month for general maintenance purposes, but in the last few months leading up to the wedding, I became an every other weaker. And then in the final month, I shifted to an every weaker, but it was worth every penny, I swear. Also to reduce stress and rid myself of any anxious energy, I upped my running. But only because I love it, not for any other psychomanic weight loss reason. I've said before that running is my anti-anxiety medication. I'm not knocking on regs mags or saying you should quit yours. I am not a doctor, but it made sense that I intuitively needed a higher dose of my anti-anxiety meds around the time of lots of excitement and anxiety. By the way, excitement for me and potentially for you, maybe something worth exploring, can sometimes feel like anxiety with all that giddy energy flying around. So yeah, I ran more. And it was also summer, so it was perfect running time, which made running more way easier than if I wanted to run more now in the cold and rain. But beyond running, I got myself into the grounding, peaceful nature as much as possible to help calm me down around this time, which means Tommy lucked out because he got a lot more awesome walks. I'm not really sure why walking isn't something I allow myself to do on the reg because it was pretty calming and awesome when I needed it for stress reduction purposes around my wedding. Note to self. So I might have upped my strolling, but I stopped scrolling as much. Like I did there. Pretty proud of myself. A surefire way for me to feel stressed and bad going on Instagram. I have no ability to get on that thing and not compare my life to others, not judge myself for not being or having or doing this or that. It is just impossible for me. So rather than bring myself down, I stopped spending idle time on the gram and it was wonderful. Now I'm having a hard time getting back on the gram, which is not great for business, but I'm working on it. Okay, I also did a gratitude journal, blah, 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 lame, lame, woo, woo, overdone. I know, but I kept one. I've actually been keeping one since January, but I also kept it going on this time. And I wrote like five things down every night that I was grateful for, which often were Jesse, Tommy, our dog, our future, yay, my body, and one random thing, probably like Bear Burgers Veggie Burger or Summer or that nice thing that person said to me at the grocery store. 
Okay, so then there were things I actually did on my wedding day that I just want to whiz through for you. Okay, so one, we got an in-suite couples massage first thing in the morning on our wedding day to get our relaxation on and our bodies loose. Although my body was already loose and sweaty because, yes, I went for a run in the morning of my wedding day. 4.3 miles. Yes, please. And it was glorious. And it was kind of funny because I kept thinking to myself at everyone I ran by, that person has no clue. Today is my wedding day. Oh my God, this is my wedding day run. Take a mental picture. Click, click. Who loves that episode of Friends with Alec Baldwin as much as I do? Anyway, wedding run was the most beautiful, spirit-filled run of my life. And then to follow it up with our couple's massage was unbelievable real. By the way, we use Zeal to book it, which is an app that allows you to book massage therapists to come to you wherever you are. I also sipped, gotta shout this out, a Four Sigmatic chai latte with water, hot water, in the hotel room before our massages, which has reishi mushrooms in it, which is great for relaxation, and turkey tail mushrooms, which support a really happy gut and belly. Pretty pretty good. Pretty good idea for them wedding morning. So I had brought a protein waffle to the hotel room, which I made at home before we checked in, and I kept it in the fridge to eat on our wedding morning. I am still patting myself on the back for that one because it's just so important to have some plant protein in your body on a day like your wedding day so you actually have energy and stamina to be a bride. Even though you'll likely be so excited and ah, you won't want to eat it all, but I was able to get at least half that thing in my mouth and Jesse might have stolen a little bit, but then I smacked his hand away and it's okay. We didn't fight on our wedding, I promise. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of eating plants, dig in, baby. Dig in. So dig in the restaurant catered our getting ready lunch with my gal pals and family members and I couldn't have gotten anything more perfect for that. I have some photos in the show notes at partymyplants.com slash 116 of their incredible plant party spread. But we had all the best plants like sweet potato, broccoli, cauliflower, kale, farro, quinoa, minty green salad, and mac and cheese for some folks, plus tofu and chicken for other folks. And it was next level and everyone was freaking out about digging into all of it. And I was stoked because I was able to eat and feel full and nourished without worrying about any day of digestive issues. So I didn't even realize this was a thing until the next day when my friend said, you're the first bride who didn't have alcohol at her getting ready stuff. And to be honest, it hadn't even crossed my mind to have booze as part of that because booze doesn't make me feel like my best self. And, you know, that was my through line in all my decision making. We had coconut water, though. I actually didn't even drink any booze at our wedding either. Okay, except for one tequila shot and a couple sips of our signature cocktails, which, by the way, was a kombucha Moscow mule and a fruity fall sangria. Yeah. Okay, on the topic of drinks, we ended the night of our wedding, our party, by giving our guests Suja's probiotic-rich digestive shots to help their tummies feel good after all the partying. You are welcome, wedding guests. These shots were a blend of stuff like ginger, apple cider vinegar, camu camu, ginseng, and probiotics, which everyone loved and everyone's guts loved. And we had um, some of Suja's amazing probiotic waters for guests, too, to gulp down and help reset their systems. You guys are welcome. They were all gone by the time I tried to get my hands on any. Thanks so much. 
As you know by now, I was all about the clean and natural makeup, which the lovely Sarah Rose did for me and all my women. By the way, many of my women never do makeup and were very anxious about getting their faces put on. And after Sarah Rose dolled them up, they lost their minds and wanted to go buy every product she put on them. Because for the first time in their lives, they felt beautiful without feeling so made up. And their skin didn't break out from all the makeup like it normally does. So if you have no clue who Sarah Rose is or what the hell I'm talking about, go back up, back it up, back it up, and listen to episode 107 where I talk to her as my natural wedding makeup artist. Also in episode 108, I have an interview with Emily of Lyle Cakes who baked our adorable Adored vegan and gluten-free three-flavored masterpiece, which basically was completely eaten at our wedding, but that we got a couple leftover chunks of, which we then brought with us to Botswana. Serious, true story. So we could enjoy them on our honeymoon. Our orgasmically good organic flavors, in case you're wondering, were lemon drop cake layered with lavender rosemary ice cream apple pie cake layered with chai tea icing and salted caramel, and pumpkin cake with a ginger buttercream. <sighs> so good. I already told you that we had an ice cream cart provide more desserts, including a vegan chocolate ice cream, which was boss. And we also had, at the end of the night, when the wedding party was wrapping up, a pizza truck with a portable clay freaking pizza oven, which was driven to us in New York City from Connecticut. Shout out to Savoy Pizza, which provided us with all kinds of pizzas, including, yes, Ovs, a vegan and gluten-free plant party masterpiece. But yeah, so good. So one thing we did regarding food, which I'd recommend to anyone getting married who prioritizes food is that, well, two things. First, we tried three different caterers. That's, according to our planner, more caterer testing than he'd ever done with a couple before. But food was that important to us, especially since we knew we wanted as many plants in our wedding meal as possible. And we wanted that food to have mass appeal and not just be this healthy, bland food that everyone fears. So we landed on a company called Purslane, by the way, love you, Purslane, who rocked the plants so hard so hard that we're still getting compliments on our food from me eating guests over a month later. True story. The other thing I'd recommend for food lovers at your wedding is having a separate dinner portion of the night. We legit just had a group dinner with 103 of our friends and family. It was family style. We just had some background acoustic music going on. A couple speeches were had, but mostly we just ate dinner and talked under a beautifully lit tent. Most weddings do the food and dancing like simultaneously, which was just not what we wanted to do because we find that really detracts from the food enjoyment experience. So we just did a lovely dinner first, which meant that all the food was consumed hot, including the cauliflower soup and butternut squash gnocchi and roasted beets. Yes, please. And it meant that all the food was enjoyed consciously and mindfully since there wasn't the distraction of dancing going on at the same time. And as you know, party in my plants listener, mindful eating is where it's at. For your enjoyment of food, for not overeating your food, and for your digestion. So let's just say that every guest hopefully had great digestion that eve. P.S. We also had a stellar kale salad and a farro with roasted tomato sauce and Swiss chard dish to round out all the plant partying. 
Okay, here's some honeymoon healthy things, both mentally, emotionally, and physically. I did. I guess that's not both because those are three things, mentally, emotionally, physically. Anyway, mentally and emotionally, instead of trying to squeeze into old college bikinis for our trip, I bought new ones pretty much all from this online store called Albion Fit, A-L-B-I-O-N. Fit, F-I-T. They're high rise, kind of sporty. They come in awesome colors. And I was about as responsible buying them as I am with an open jar of peanut butter. (laughs) But it just was really great for my confidence to not try to get into these really skimpy old college Victoria's Secret bikinis and buy, you know, new best self bikinis. So just thought I'd share that with you. Also, while I'm talking about things that I bought, I weirdly went a little crazy buying some of those Instagram brands I'd been aggressively resisting because blah, I don't give into trends. But I did succumb and I got some outdoor voices stuff. And holy schwa, I then got more outdoor voices stuff because it actually lives up to every ounce of hype that it's had. It's so comfy and so flattering. And when you put it on, you just feel good, you know? And even though it's the opposite of traditional safari gear, I got it in some neutral colors and wore it with a safari hat and whatever it became my traditional safari gear. Yes. I also got Allbirds sneakers, <laughs> a pair of their tree runners, in case you want to Google. And again, hype lived up to people. I lived in these sneakers on our honeymoon. They are so incredibly comfortable for my feet that hate every and anything on them. And their sneakers are also made from materials that are natural, environmentally friendly, sustainable, organic, paleo, gluten-free, you know, all the good stuff. (laughs) Again, just like our wedding, I was in a no social media place during our honeymoon because no offense, but I didn't really want to see what so-and-so was giving away standing in their street when I was sipping champagne with my new hubs on the beach. Oh, and that no alcohol thing stopped the moment we got to the airport lounge, by the way. Drank more champers on that trip than I've had in the rest of my 29 years of life combined. I also traveled, yes, to Botswana with apple cider vinegar. They got a little confused with it as security because I had measured out the exact amount I needed to have two tablespoons every morning on my trip, and I just put it into an empty suja bottle. But I explained that it's my medicine drink, and I rubbed my tummy, and they got the picture. And crying may or may not have helped. Kidding. (laughs) I also brought enough amazing grass, greens, energy tablets for every day there, as well as four stigmatic mushroom teas for our entire travels. And I loaded up on Lara bars for food emergencies, which on some travel days definitely happened. I also want to thank personally crystallized ginger for being a stomach soothing traveling companion, which also came in hella handy for a nausea inducing propeller plane ride through Botswana. And I went a little cray on the honeymoon essential oils, I must admit. But I must also acknowledge them for helping me not get sick our entire wild three-week, 12-plane ride journey through three vastly different spots in Africa. There were definitely some little sick scares along the way, but I believe my oils played a part in helping me push through with no sickness whatsoever. I would rub doTERRA's immunity blend on guard on the bottom of my feet one to three times a day, as much as I can remember, as well as frankincense on my other foot. 
I'd put a drop of lemon essential oil in water in the morning and take that thing like a shot. Yeah. I also did that with doTERRA's digestive blend when I got a little backed up. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I actually was nursing a nasty curling iron leg burn while on this trip. So I would rub lots of lavender and frankincense on that burn spot, which I would then rub near my nose, the lavender, for some chill, deep breaths and calm and relaxation and good smells. And hey, since I'm sharing here, I'm prone to getting canker sores on my tongue when my immunity gets low. And towards the end, I unfortunately was met with some canks, which tea tree oil is actually a great help for. So I would use a Q-tip to dab that oil on my sores as well as any blemishes that may or may not, which definitely may did, absolutely happens on our journey. <laughs> okay, so that is a perfect note to end on, right? Blemishes and canker sores. Yum. I hope this shed a little light on some literal, tangible, and recreatable things I did to infuse my prioritization of my well-being into a crazy thing like a wedding month. In my journey here from sad girl dreading her eventual wedding day because she'd be too depressed, bloated, or sick to enjoy it, to a happy lady who just had her wedding day feeling more happy, calm, healthy, and confident than she could ever have imagined, I've learned that eating more plants than you do crap is a complete game changer, as is prioritizing stress reduction over everything else, all while being as authentic and confidently yourself as humanly possible. I'd say that's the magic sauce. The secret sauce? Mmm, sauce. Now I'm craving that butternut squash sauce on the gnocchi from our wedding. Anyway, I have some photos of our wedding stuff at partyinmyplants.com slash 116, and I'll be posting more on Instagram and stuff as time goes on. And well, This missus is out. We successfully partied in our plants. Thank you so much for listening. Wow.